0: Hello and welcome back to Off the Mound with Ryan Dempster podcast presented by Sloan. I'm your host, Ryan Dempster, and as usual, I want to give a shout out and a thank you to our sponsor, Sloan. Their hands-free technology is truly state-of-the-art and a league of their own, and it couldn't come at a better time. Sloan's technology is keeping our hands clean and safe during this tough COVID-19 time. Always appreciate Sloan and everything they do to keep us safe and healthy. So... We're going to sit down with the manager of the Chicago Cubs, David Ross. We're going to talk baseball, life, family, World Series championships, managing. You know what? We'll even talk about his dog if you want. So without further ado, let's go off the mound with David Ross.
1: Rossi, what's up? How are you doing, man? I'm good, Dan. How are you doing, buddy? Good to see you.
0: Yeah, it's great to see you. I love the photo you got working behind you there.
1: Yeah, it's nice. I got it. It's, uh, you bring a little Chicago to Florida for me. Got the picture of the the hook down the fish hook, I guess. Uh, that picture's name. Got a little view of the water in downtown. Uh, it's nice. It's nice home. I got Maya, you see over here on the couch, just chilling uh, in the office over here. So, yeah, things are good here in Florida.
0: Yeah, I know, obviously, you want to have been still playing and, and competing, but nice to be home and be with the kids and be able to spend some time with them.
1: Yeah, it's good. I mean, downtime, obviously you put so much effort, especially this year um, with all the, the, you know, kind of hoops you had to jump through and just such a unique season with everything going on and um, following the World Series here from home. uh, Yeah, you definitely want to be in that mix and kind of competing for the trophy. But uh, it's nice to be home, back connected with the kids, getting into school life, dad duties uh, all over the place. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's nice to be home.
0: What's the toughest subject for you? when you're, when you're studying with the kids?
1: Um, well, math right now, it's been a while since I, uh, hammered some pre-algebra that my daughter has been bringing home. They, they teach everything differently now. I don't, I don't even like, they've got these like, like box system that they, you know, hel- helps them count and figure problems out. I'm, you know, I'm I'm way lost on that. I go to the internet often when it comes if they need dad uh, dad's help on homework. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I sneak away with my tutor right before I have to give any math tutoring to them. I go get an hour <laughs> lesson and then I sneak back in the house. Um, you talked about managing. Uh, you know, this year, what was it like your first year managing in the big leagues? Talk, talk to me. What was that? What was that like?
1: Man, it, yeah, I mean, you know, like you you get back in the dugout. It's so fun and, and to be back with the group of guys. And obviously we got such group, great dudes and a great organization, uh, to work for. So it was nice to be back in the dugout and, um, definitely a learning experience. I learned a ton this year. Um, you know, I think this year was a lot more than expected. I think going into my, I, I joke with Theo and Jed going into my first season, like Um, you know, they didn't, they didn't ask me any of those questions about (laughs) how to deal with a a pandemic and going home for three months and starting back up and dealing with, with all the stuff that they kind of encompassed this year. But, um, I had a great support staff around me. I thought we did a pretty darn good job and our guys worked hard and, um, every day they brought energy, you know, it's such a, such a rewarding job when things uh, go well and and you see guys grow and work towards a, a goal. And, um, you know, like I said, to start it off, I learned so much from just the short season that we had already, whether it's spring training or, um, you know, the the second second round of spring training and going in and how to get prepared fast, uh, what pitchers needed, uh, what the hitters needed, um, you know, just, just what leadership in, entails. And you think you know uh, what a manager uh, goes through as a player, but uh, you have no idea until you actually – uh, get in the seat and, and go through some of those um, conversations or decisions and um, the kind of ups and downs of the season.
0: Yeah, I, I remember talking to Brandon Hyde, uh, you know, former bench coach with, with, uh, yeah. with the Cubs and now manager in Baltimore. And he said, I asked him, what was the hardest thing about managing? He said, talking. You have to talk to everybody. It's ding, dong, ding on, on your doorbell of your office daily. And then you throw a pandemic on top of that with all these protocols and, and different things, you know, how was managing through a pandemic and those protocols and going through all that?
1: Yeah. Well, I think I'll be to your point, like you're right. I'd get to the, to the yard some days super early, early as I could. And, and it's impossible to get, to get a workout in. And, you know, as soon as I show up, there's somebody in my office with either, you know, some new information or um, something that may have come up or, uh, you know, an inconclusive test. So we've got to send one you know, somebody home. Um, yeah. Hyder's right. That's uh, you're talking a lot. You're you're it's every aspect of the game. Uh, and then off the field as well. You, you feel like you've got such a, a big group of, you know, your own kids that everybody's got their own issues on and off the field. And, and you're talking a lot about those. But um, as far as, you know, this year and the pandemic and dealing with that, I think the main obstacle is, is the unknown, right? Like you, you didn't know what it was going to be like going into it. We were kind of the Guinea pigs of, um, of sports really, uh, go, going with the NBA, NBA was in a bubble and we're trying to navigate this creating our own bubble. Um, Theo and Jed and the front office were great leadership in that area. Um, you know, the information they would bring down to me, um, and, and some of the protocols and how to put those into place with the guys and help them be accountable to one another was, was, Great help from the front office, uh, and then the guys—you know—kind of adhering to that. I think that's that's something that I'm really proud of. Is as the guys went through a season and and um, really were accountable to one another and and followed the rules, followed the protocols, you know, and still were able to to have success. I think that was really rewarding. I think to start off, not to be wrong, long-winded, but to start off, I think the hardest part was there was a lot of baseball talk coming out of um, the quarantine and, yeah. and back into the first, the first uh, kind of go round of, of the second spring training. You weren't a whole lot of, uh, it was a lot of you know, problems that were going on within our society and, and, and with the pandemic, there were a lot of things that were trying to get under control in that area before we could even talk baseball.
0: Yeah, I think that's something super proud of like, you know, A, you want a division through all that, but B, zero positive tests, COVID tests, I mean, talk about being proud of your guys and and how they went about their business during a really uncertain time.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, like you're around, you know these guys. I think the fans, like it's it's a it's a lovable group, man. It's a it's a group that um, you know their personalities are great, uh, their energy is great. They work hard. Um, I know they did. We didn't have the success we wanted. We still accomplished a lot in a in you know my first season, and and, and honestly, Demp, like. Ah, uh, you know me well. Like they overcame a lot of like probably some of my shortcomings in a first year manager. So um, I'm happy for that. I'm proud of of them for that. Um, and then, you know, I think they learned a lot about me. I learned a lot about being a manager and 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 communication. I, I you know, do you over communicate? Do you under communicate? There's just there's so much it's a fine line. you're trying to walk. and um, yeah, I'm super proud of those guys and and really being accountable to one another, man, that like you've got guys that have, you know, small children at home that that have issues. And um, the fact that they came to work every day, went back to their kind of own bubble and and were accountable to one another, just super proud of that. Staying in their hotel room on the road and connecting with one another, um, it's just, you know, it's a really good group.
0: And definitely led the league in dugout chatter. I think I think was I heard I heard and I don't know you don't have to throw anybody under the bus but I heard that there was possibly a memo from the league like hey you guys you guys are cheering a little too much in the dugout.
1: (laughs) It got a little it got a little we had to uh, you know there was just a couple times where you you know you screaming um, it's it's competition you can hear everything so like the stuff that you would normally scream at opposing. Pitcher or hitter, uh, just everybody heard it. It doesn't matter if the grounds crew was around; they heard it. So uh, we had to keep it a little more uh, PG, I think, uh, this year without the fans. But um, you know what? Like I, I encourage that. I wanted these guys to bring energy. I thought. Uh, one of the one of my main messages early on is like 2020 is is going to be historic and unique to any season. Um, and you're going to look back on on 2020 and and what are you going to remember? You're not going to remember your numbers. You're going to remember how you overcame adversity and 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 made the best of it or or complained about it. And to these guys' credit, they brought energy every day and tried to make the best of a unique situation, a difficult situation that only the people that were in that bubble and in that environment know how hard that was and how. Um, mentally uh taxing um, that this past season was so um yeah it, it's uh it, it was fun uh, I, I looked over a couple of times and, and and or would watch some videos late at night that would get sent to me from some friends that uh, were definitely comical from these guys cheering in the dugout
0: well you you have a lot to be proud of um, from managing those guys went into division your first year especially um you know given the circumstances it was it was a lot of fun to watch you uh, do your business out there as a manager but we're going to take a little trip down memory lane we're going to go back players you and I had a chance to play together in 2013 um, and win a World Series in Boston and a great group of guys coming together how much do you feel like first of all by the way um, thank you for the last hitter I ever faced in the big leagues I think I wanted to throw a slider you're like it's Matt Adams you're going to go heater Ryan you're going to throw your fastball we're up 8-1 I don't care if he hits it farther than Matt Holliday just hit his homer but you're going to throw another one Um, And we got to shake hands. And that was just, for me, such an awesome moment on the field. How much do you think in Boston doing that helped when you came in 2015-16 and winning a World Series in Chicago?
1: Well, first of all, I I remember that moment uh, like it was yesterday. You you said I told you what an honor it was to, to be out there on that field with you and you. Uh, said, how would anybody know that I pitched in the World Series unless I gave up a run? So <laughs> <laughs> that's your your answer to that bomb, Matt Holiday hit. But um, no, I think one of my speaking of experiences that have helped shape me playing with you and and how you handled um, that season and, and and the priorities you made for your for your kids and and your life uh, was really evident to a guy that that paid close attention to other people and how they acted. So um, yeah, I, I definitely feel. Um, you know, former players all the time in my ear. I feel them in my heart. I feel the experiences I've been through with certain guys, uh, like you see on your screen behind you, like those are, those are three stud pitchers that are, that I'm surrounded by and I listen. And so being a part of that and watching um, professionals go to work every day, how they carry themselves, what their attitude was like in the, in the clubhouse, um, whether you won or lost, whether you had success or failure the night before, um, it was a work a workman's mentality. It was coming every day. Let's put our work in, and how we're going to beat that that team that day. Uh, in a top notch organization, uh, that the Red Sox uh, really treated guys right. Um, we had great coaches on that that staff that prepared us well. Um, I learned a lot from that group, man. Until you until you kind of overcome that that obstacle of winning the whole thing, and then looking back and uh, being able to examine the good and bad in that season and, and how you got to that point. Um, you don't really know what it's like until you go through it. So um, that, that, that year, that group uh, really shaped me and, and um, coupled with, you know, obviously Johnny Lester, who uh, was able to, uh, uh, and John Lackey able to win me two rings, um, you know, riding their coattails and, and coming to Chicago and, and being able to, to kind of lean on that experience. It brings, one to a group that hasn't won it brings a lot of respect and and they listen to your voice and then just you know obviously experiencing that and going through it you, you got a lot of confidence and you know in what what winning looks like
0: and then you come to chicago um as a as a free agent you signed a two-year deal here uh 2015 ends a little short but still a ton of success right getting past that first round which was elusive for the cubs for many years um how magical was 2016 start to finish? um, you know, capped off by that incredible night in Cleveland.
1: Yeah. I mean, where do I start? You're talking about a guy. I mean, if we're, we're going down memory lane, I mean, like 16 was just such a, such a magical year for me personally, the way the, the group of guys and my teammates embraced me in my final year, uh, knowing that the way they treated me, whether it was the start of spring training uh, all the way up into the end and carrying me off the field. I mean, it's just a, it's just, I've got so many great memories from that season. Jake Arietta's no hitter. Um, my last home game, Sunday night baseball, hitting the home run and getting what, two standing ovations and a curtain, two curtain calls and Joe Madden taking me out. And then, you know, just, and then the playoff run that we were able to go through and just so many great moments from that season. Um, and it, it, you know, I get so much or did get a lot of credit for um, you know, my role in that. And, and, and I appreciate all that. But when you talk about the role that each player plays on a team and is able to impact others. It really takes, um, it's about the the group and how they receive each other and how they treat one another and how you feel connected and feel special from the love that you're receiving from your teammates. And so like as much as uh, I think, I think you know, as anybody uh, as well as anybody how grumpy uh, i can get at times it, <laughs> yes it, it i do know that book. yes <laughs> it's the type of guys that i was around in that group and that i still get to manage uh today that that is a real um the real uh character of, of you know the 2015-16 group because uh it's special human beings to to treat one another like that to invest in one another and and, and grow as, as a group as we did in 15 and 16.
0: Um, it, it really was an incredible group, and, and just such a special season. Um, you know, it almost got a little, it got a little hairy there with the home run in the ninth, and then Mother Nature came swooping in, and she takes over and says, "Hold on, I'm going to get you guys get a breather here." Everybody goes down to the um, to the uh, weight room there in Cleveland. Can you can you tell us what was said in that meeting? What Jason Hayward, you know, started off, and what was said, and what the message was for the guys?
1: Yeah, I think you know Jay. Hey, one is just a quiet leader, and he, when he speaks, got so much some powerful words and and some great messages that come out. And uh, he just kind of called everybody in there and just um, reminded us we were the best team in baseball uh, throughout that season. Um, and the reason why we we're the best team in baseball is because we were playing for one another. And let's get back to playing for one another. Uh, very simple message. It was short. Um, he was very convicted. A couple of other guys kind of kind of reiterated that message. But like, that's the stuff I remember. Aroldis was in there, you know, uh, in tears, feeling like he had let everybody down. Um, you can only imagine uh, going through uh, the emotions of, of that game and, and that season, especially as a Cubs fan, you know, as well as anybody, uh, your long history in Chicago. It's just um, a lot of emotions, a lot of hard work built up in that moment. And, and for Jay Hay to refocus us on just like what matters and playing for one another and having at batch for one another. It just was like a real nice reset for us because you couldn't we couldn't really grasp uh, the magnitude of what was going on and, and you know you're kind of like caught in between of like, am I really depressed and we've got work still to do and like, you know, we can't lose this. You know, just a, a lot of positive thoughts trying to couple with negative thoughts and get back to the task at hand.
0: Well I'm glad you guys had that meeting. Um, I'm glad that uh, we got to celebrate after that. I know you like to celebrate as much as anybody. You're you love music. Where did that come from? Is that a family thing? Um, and, and and by the way, you're a good singer. Let's not let's not cut <laughs> yourself short right there.
1: I can't compete with you. I've been in that basement, that karaoke. It's uh, we've been to we've been in some karaoke bars together over the days. It, it, it's uh, I can't compete with you. But uh, I just you know what I mean. It, it, rhythm. And, and music, it just makes me feel good on the inside. I just, I think growing up, uh, riding around, my parents always had the, the radio on. Dad, you didn't touch the country music station. Don't change it. And mom would let you change whatever you wanted, uh, whatever's popular. So um, I don't know, man. I just, I love going to concerts. I love, I have such appreciation for the talent level um, that, you know, m- musicians have and just the arts in general, you know, the uh, people that, that shine on that stage is really impressive to me. Um, it's that old saying like I think athletes want to be rock stars rock stars be athletes uh, I just I love seeing somebody up there and giving their heart and soul Pouring their heart and soul into music and that you can connect with it's just really cool to me
0: Yeah, and and but like you're not afraid to get up on the stage either because I remember at Cubs convention after we won in 2016 And you know, I know you you grew up on the country pops is playing the country music, but you you rolled out some some hip-hop there some some rap (laughs) some old school rap it was pretty awesome
1: that's my my go-to when I'm with you you know you've got the classics you got you you know all the world I'm I grew up like country or like old school hip-hop you know it was like the two uh the two balances that I had from from my area growing up and um I don't know just those are things like I'm riding down the road or just. you know, hanging out. I'm gonna listen some country music, but I'm getting ready for a game or a workout. I've got probably got some old school rap or hip hop uh, blaring in my headphones or, or in the locker room. It's um, you know, it's uh, it's kind of one of those just my go tos and it's just stuck with me from from my upbringing.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love the karaoke room with you. I don't know, maybe next time we're together, uh, as Luke Combs said, when we're not six feet apart, um, we'll uh, we'll hit it up. We'll IG it live or something. We'll just stream it. I-
1: yeah, I'm fine with that. We just got to leave out the marquee and, and all that we can. I don't want – I'm not putting myself out there like that. That's for sure. No chance marquee's getting video of that. <laughs>
0: um, you you uh, played um, baseball uh, at, at two SCC schools. And I'm always curious. I've never actually ever asked you this because you went to Florida and Auburn. You played at both, um, transferring. Now when those teams play together, who do you root for?
1: Look at that young guy. Look at well, that. I, 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 I'm in, and I'm, I live in Tallahassee. I've got season tickets to Florida State, so you know, I, I'm, my my time at Auburn is really special to me. I, I, I was with Tim Hudson there um, on that team. We went to College World Series. I, that that that's a picture of a home run I had my hometown, Tallahassee uh, against Florida State. So it's just a you know a good memory there. I had a great time at 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 Florida with Josh Fogg, Brad Wilkerson, David Eckstein. Uh, we had some really good players there um you know they're all unique I, I i think i root for auburn probably the hardest um you know i grew up in in tallahassee and and, and the seminoles hated florida florida so florida state hated florida so you know i've got a little bit of that in me still my mom worked for florida state so uh, i'm not a uh, uh i would say i'm not like gator to the core but i've got a special connection with my my baseball team there um in 1998 that we're going back to the college world series number one seed so Two great teams, two college world series appearances and um, special memories from both those. But if I had to choose one I'm rooting for, uh, Auburn's probably a little bit closer to my heart than Florida. But you're, you're, you're making me choose. Some fan base is gonna blow me up, right? <laughs> there's, 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 I'm, I, I'm the ultimate bandwagon guy. I can root for whoever's, whoever's rolling that year.
0: You're nailing it, dude. Florida, yeah. Auburn, two great schools. World series with the Red Sox, winning with the Cubs. I mean, you just you just gotta, you gotta figure it out. You know what you're doing.
1: I, I it's it, why do you think I'm so good at bouncing around? You know what I mean? I just it started at an early age in college. I I went to two universities and two different universities and two College World Series appearances. So uh, I started learning early on how to adapt and, and adjust and and learn uh, new ways. And I, I took that into my my professional career. It's kind of kind of the path I was on at early age, and it, it's worked out really good.
0: Speaking of new ways, you got a new family member this year. You got your dog. You mentioned her earlier, Maya, sitting right there with you, running around the yeah, house somewhere. How, how awesome yeah. was that, having her, especially during the pandemic season where you're by yourself, you can't go anywhere, but you got her to keep you company.
1: Yeah, it was nice, man. She's uh, she's the best. It is, uh, you know, it's like having having another family member, another child. She's, uh, I promised my kids when I was done playing that we'd get a dog. They wanted a dog uh, my entire time playing and I just, I couldn't do it as, you know, hard to travel and, Um, you know, you don't want to leave the dog on a road trip, all that stuff. It's just a lot with, with kids. And so, um, I kind of put it off for a little bit. I was a little busy right when I retired with, with all that I had going on. So finally I just made the decision like, man, I, 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 there's no good time to get a dog. You know, you're, you're, I don't know if you're ever ready for it. So I just pulled the trigger and she's been such a blessing for me, especially during that pandemic and being able to have her around, uh, Jen Theo allowed me to bring her into the locker room after games and hang out in my office the, the 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 guys loved her got to you know I had the best had the, I tell people all the time the best dog park in the world Wrigley Field yeah. After King, to go out there and play pretty special and she's been great man uh you know the 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 woman in my life uh every night I get to go home too and she's just happy to see me uh good or bad so it was definitely a blessing
0: that's awesome man and she's she's a dog I had a chance to play around with her a little bit before the season started and uh what a, what a cutie, man. You're lucky to have a, a good pup like that. And, and uh, she's really lucky that you gave her a yard like Wrigley Field to run around and take
1: the occasional squat on. So um. I, don't, I don't know how happy the grounds crew was you know, on, a daily, <laughs> on a daily basis, but she didn't pee or poop in the outfield, so we're good.
0: As long as you pick it up and you don't leave that for somebody else, you're good. The dog owner that doesn't pick that up, we got issues. I'm going to need to come find you. That's just I'll how it you. is.
1: Got to pick up the poop.
0: Um, we just finished the World Series, uh, Dodgers beating the Rays, Game 6, uh, finally, right? They've, been, they've yeah. been there so many times, so close. You're really good friends with Dave Roberts, fellow, uh, you know, uh, ball player, turned, you know, manager. Talk about how special it was for you to see him finally get the prize. You know, he finally gets to eat the carrot that he's been chasing all these years.
1: Yeah, Dave's such a quality human being. First of all, he was my teammate in LA and and uh, an older player. There's a real mentor to me. Got up, and we'd go to breakfast on the road and just talk life. And and um, he's just he just to the core. He's a quality quality human being. He's got a great family, Trish and uh, Cole Cole Roberts. His son is 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 who I named my my son after Cole um, because he had such an impact and and uh, his love for baseball. He's now. Uh, playing baseball in college, um, and uh, Emerson, Emmy, their daughter. I mean, it's just a great family, man. And so um, for him, and and all he's been through, getting that close, and and not coming through, and uh, being able to to finally win is such, is so rewarding. Um, to watch him do that, uh, to watch good people ha- have good things happen to him, uh, you can tell how much that organization loves him. His players love him. Uh, just really happy for him and um i played with kevin cash too in, in boston for a little bit happy for him to get on that stage uh and have some success with a with a uh a kind of a small market organization that that uh seems like those guys believe in so uh happy for both those guys the players uh there's nothing like win a world series as you know and and uh, i think this year especially in the unique circumstances we had to deal with there's there's um there is, that's a powerful thing they just went through and, and, and they should be uh, applauded, both those teams, as well as every player in, in, uh, in Major League Baseball for, for getting out there and, and going through what we went through this year.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's really exciting. And I found out that they're actually, um, don't even have to have a parade in uh, LA. They just are just gonna have normal traffic and it will move at the same pace of a parade so Dave Roberts can enjoy that just put the sunroof down and stand out of his uh, his car and you can he can go down normal traffic rush just, hour traffic just, in LA
1: I was trying to talk uh, we were talking I was like we were talking parade a little bit I, I thought we could have it down the river you know like we could Ooh. socially distance right how everybody get on a boat that'd, that'd be kind of cool and wave, but um, yeah it didn't work out but we'll, we'll we'll get that in the mix for uh 2021.
0: I like that right that was one of my favorite parts of the 13 parade was going in the river with the trophy. Salty and I got to take the trophy. I'm just glad I didn't have to drop it and jump in the river, but uh, it, it was really special. And speaking of that team, 2013, you talked about him. He got you a couple rings. Um, John Lester, yeah. we don't know what the future holds. Whatever it holds, you know, we can't predict that. Obviously, we all want him back, right? I don't want you to start crying and get emotional on me here. But um, <laughs> I do. truly, though, what has he meant to you? And more importantly, his legacy here in Chicago, what he was able to do, and come here and finally help bring a championship uh, to the city that wanted one so bad.
1: Yeah, well, you talk about winners, right? Like, I mean, this guy, the winning follows him around. Uh, I think you know what he's done here. I mean, changed the the culture. He changed the expectations. Um, you know, outside of of Theo Epstein and and and, and with well, Tom and and what he brought, and obviously you've got to have. Uh, ownership but but john single-handedly for me changed the expectations when he got here and put on the 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 pinstripes and and put on that cubs uniform um you know the way he prepares you've seen it i've seen it is routine uh his intensity on the mound um his expectations the willingness to um do for others Man, i I can't tell you what this guy's done Uh, yeah i mean the list we don't have a long enough show to tell you what this guy's done for me and my family just off the field. Uh, I don't have this job I have now without that guy and that group of guys that are there. Um, jolly, what, I don't know what to say, Deb. Like, I, I, I love that guy. He's a special human being, uh, one of the best I've ever been around. Obviously, uh, his resume as a player speaks for itself, but like who he is as a human being, his heart, his heart is deep down caring for others, his charitable work, um, willingness to dollars don't matter when it comes to, Oh, you need something. Oh, your grandma passed away. Here's a private plane, Rossi. I'm gonna fly you home so you can be with your family. Oh, your wife, um, is in, have an emergency, have an C-section. I'm going to send a plane and pick you up and you're going to go home, uh, and, and be able to be, and watch your, your daughter be born. I mean, like, listen, this, this dude's off the charts and who he is, what he's done for this organization. I'm so happy. I got a chance to play with him manage him even when I had to take him out of games um maybe the worst worst part of all of it is going in there and trying to take the ball from that big boy but um yeah man like nothing but love for Johnny and and what he's done for me in this organization like true pro in every sense of the word I, I appreciate you letting me give a couple words uh to to say how I feel about him because he he's a special man
0: you're right he, ch- he changed the complexion of a of a franchise here with his accountability and and how he went about it, man. He's a special special player. So, And so were you. You're a big part of that, too. So we want to say thank you to stopping by off the mound, um, and thank you for bringing a championship, and thank, for, uh, thank you for everything you're doing as a, as a manager of the Cubs. The Cubs are in good hands with you at the, the helm of the ship.
1: I appreciate that, Dan. It means a lot, and uh, it's always fun to come on. Can't wait for that karaoke night.
0: Yeah, heck yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. The manager of your Chicago Cubs, David Ross. Always great catching up with him. So much great energy, and you can see why his players just love playing hard for him. Tremendous teammate when he played, and just starting what's going to be a great career as a big league manager. Um be guaranteeing that he'll be hoisting a trophy over his head as the leader of the ship and not just the leader of the clubhouse. Well, if you enjoyed this conversation we just had, you can re-listen to all our former guests by downloading and subscribing to the Off the Mound with Ryan Dempster podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And it's all presented by our good friends at Sloan. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.